7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabriso Masina. Thank you, Mbali. Very good evening, everybody. Welcome to Spot On with myself, Tabiso Musia, and Luyolom Kalipi is always producing. I didn't think we would have to talk about crowd violence and hooliganism so quickly after our show last Monday, where we addressed this issue and we had the Chiefs branches uh, representing some of their fans. But um, here we are again, another weekend of football, another weekend of violence. And tonight we are just going to try and seek a few answers from the authorities as we try to understand why the security systems are always breached at our football games. Do we have the right people in charge? Are they doing their work? Are the security officials trained properly to deal with crowd management? Why can't they get it right? I mean, there have been many instances over the past couple of months where security uh, barriers have been easily breached by fans. And when is it going to stop? including the violence, of course. You'll remember Loftus last year, early Feb, as the breach the security systems also at the FNB Stadium, culling Black Label match where two fans lost their lives with a similar issue there. So we want to find out why does this keep happening all at the time? Because you must remember that in 2001, when there was the Ellis Park disaster where 43 people died, Judge Bernard Ngwepe uh, did a commission of inquiry and there were some recommendations made from that commission of inquiry and some talked specifically to security and we want to know if those recommendations are being adhered to. I will also hear from the PSL chairman, Dr. Evan Koza, who addressed the nation today um, through the media. He made some very interesting points, which we will get to. And if you are at the stadium, please do give us a call. Give us a first-hand breakdown of what happened because I've been receiving information since since yesterday that, I mean, some of the violence started as early as the 10th minute. 10th minute. And I had uh, the Chiefs coach Steve Compella saying as early as the 17th minute now, he was also saying that something is wrong and something is going on. Uh, so please also give us a call, 891 if you were at the stadium. And, and also, if you went at the stadium and you want to join in the conversation, please uh, feel free. Um, but firstly, before we get into our discussion, uh, let's look at our top stories of the day. Veli Lembuli, SABC Senior Sports uh, Report has just dropped us a note to say that the judgment in the Ice Cape Town and Tenda Indoro court application to review the safe arbitration ruling by advocate Nasir Kasim will be handed down by Judge Unterhalter at the South Gauteng High Court in Johannesburg tomorrow afternoon. So a lot of people were waiting for something to happen today. It will happen tomorrow afternoon according to Veli Lambuli who's been in court of course. And we've just received a statement from the Premier Soccer League also which says that Kaiser Chiefs have been ordered to appear before the PSLDC next week to answer to charges of bringing the league into disrepute and misconduct following the Netbank Cup semi-final against Free State Stars where supporters invaded the pitch and damaged property at the Moses Mabida Stadium. This comes after Chiefs were fined 250,000 rand last week with 200,000 suspended for 24 for suspended year unless they, they commit a similar offence. Uh, and in the aftermath, Steve Compella resigned on Saturday night. Kaiser Chiefs have announced that the Malawian former club captain Patrick Mabedi will be in charge until the end of the season and will be assisted by youth coach Atazwane. Meanwhile, PSL chairman Dr. Evan Koza has confirmed that tomorrow's APSA premiership clash between Kaiser Chiefs and Golden Arrows in Durban will go ahead as scheduled and will be televised. And, and some PSL coaches have also reacted to what happened at the Moses Mabida Stadium on Saturday night. And let's hear from some of them. Pizzo Musumane, Fadlu Davids, Luke Amel and Clinton Larson in no particular order. Yeah, the challenge is, is uh, like tonight, like today, I had my son coming over, he's here at Hilton College and he brought his buddies, you know in the morning I was thinking should I bring him or not because, uh, and I also have my youngster seven year old who's always with me at the, at the stadium, I'm happy they did not see these things that are happening you know, it becomes a culture now when you lose, everybody runs into the pitch 
and chase players and do that, you know. So what are you going to do about it, you know? Probably if you get one mess behind closed doors, it's okay, you can do it, eh? So, uh, yeah, I mean, so probably Sundowns now one day might do that, eh? And, and what are you going to do about it? You'll say, it's, it's a trend now, eh? I don't like hooliganism. It's, uh, it's set for the fantastic country uh, that is South Africa, for the fantastic organization by Netbank of Visca. <laughs> but okay, it's set because we, we cannot accept hooliganism. But you can perhaps understand um, people who are trying to, to support their club and uh, they want results. But you know, in soccer, the truth is always on the, on the pitch. Violence is, is never the way to go and I, I really condone that behavior. I don't think fans is the right way to be able to vent their frustrations in that way uh, with, with people getting hurt and people landing up in hospital and perhaps people, uh, you know, ending up critical. You know, that is not the way. I want to thank my fans, uh, really, uh, for the support they, they, they've done. We've really showed that we've got a home team support here and you can see it when the, when the stadium erupted when we scored the goal that we had the dominant uh, uh, number of supporters here and that's what we want to create here, that every home game we can have this type of crowd. You can just go back to recently uh, with Pizza Matsimani. There was a time where, you know, things were being thrown and supporters were trying to break down fences and stuff, you know. And um, and now we see this again, you know. And it, 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 the scenes were very, very ugly. And, uh, and I'm sure the league is going to take some action uh, uh, with regards to to supporters, with regards to... Uh, to to security, uh, I'm sure a lot will be done, um, you know, in the aftermath of all that has happened. But let's hope that it's a lesson to all and that it doesn't happen again. Well, we will hear from the league as promised. And on that note, congratulations to Free State Stars and Marispec United for their victories over the weekend. It's so sad and unfortunate that their their massive wins have been overshadowed uh, by the violence that we saw at the Moses Mabida Stadium. And hopefully we'll have a chance to also celebrate and highlight their good work later on in the week. But Sports Minister Togozile Klasa also uh, had this to say today and wants answers from the PSL. A lot needs to be done. One, we are still also uh, awaiting their report uh, from the weekend, uh, both the club and uh, the federation uh, and, and uh, BSL, to give us uh, a report as to what happened, what do they think happened, and what are they going to do uh, moving forward. So, uh, because it's beginning of the, of the week, uh, we are waiting that uh, at least... Uh, uh, in the next days, we will be able to get that report because that report must be able to tell us: is it issues of security? Is it issues of uh, issues of awareness or whatever from the community? What what went wrong? So we want to understand that. But we also are banking on their commitment to do things right because we cannot afford to have sport or convergence of people for sport and people are worried about their safety and security. We cannot afford that people come to our stadium and are afraid. We want them to have fun, go and enjoy. We want South Africans to be responsible too when they go to those matches or convergence sports. So, so we want to get deeper into understanding what is happening because we believe there's a role that we need to play and 
there's a role that the clubs need to play. There's a role that the association needs to play. So that's what we want to look at. To deal with the issue of, you know, South Africans are litigious people. They always want to run to court. For me, that's an element at times of being irresponsible. How on earth can, after such an incident, people don't want to account? Because we want them to account, and we have to make them to account. Uh, Minister, this is also coming at a time when you are still grappling with um, solving the FNB issue, and there have been other incidents um, that seem not to have been punished uh, correctly. Um, is this becoming a problem, especially with this particular sporting court? Indeed, you are concerned uh, because uh, whilst we are still grappling with the FNB uh, incident, uh, stadium incident, and then they then took us to court, you know, demanding uh, to know whether we have authority to do that. For me, it's 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 an I, w- I would say it's being irresponsible because our intention was to make sure we get into understanding what happened, how can it be prevented. Now, other incidents are happening after that, whilst they're still blocking us to get to understand that. So that's the sports minister, Tokozile Kaya. She was very busy today because she was also at the function that honoured Team SA's Commonwealth Games stars who were rewarded financially by government at a function held in Pretoria earlier today. Chadley Claw went home with just over 177,000 rand after winning three gold medals, one silver and one bronze. Uh, I feel like I am only getting started again, you know. It was, uh, yeah, it's been a great 18 months since the Rio Olympic Games. Ever since I lost in Rio, you know, I won the World Champs Broke World Record that same year. And everything since then has been gold. So something I must be doing right. Uh, big thanks to all my coaches and family who supported me. Um, but yeah, we're in a good place right now. And we're going to definitely work much harder now towards 2020 and, and get back on top of the podium. Keep going, Chad, and don't forget that the SA National Aquatic Champs are underway in PE, and hopefully we'll get a look in at what's happening there sometime during the week. And finally, the World Boxing Organization Pantamweight Champion Zolani Tete is back home um, after his win over Ama Navayas of Argentina in Belfast. He defended his title, Zolani Tete, in a comfortable win where he won all the 12 rounds, and he arrived back this morning, and he says he expected a much better fight from his more experienced opponent. Uh, regarding his, uh, his, his his experience, you know, and his age, I was hoping for a good fight. But I don't know, he decided not to fight, but he danced with me in the ring. That's what he decided, but then I won and I defended my title. So that's, I'm happy with that. India-South Africa share a unique bond. We know the price of our struggle. Our histories unite us. But for too long, our pasts have defined us. Let's step into the future and create history on the path envisioned by those who inspire us and usher in a new era of prosperity. Join us at the India-South Africa Business Summit on April 30th at the Santon Convention Center, Johannesburg. United by legacy, unified for prosperity. Tabiso Mosia on SAFM. Call Tabiso now. 0891 104 207.
And thank you for joining us here on uh, SAFM Spot On with myself, uh, Tabiso Mosia. We're discussing what happened at the Moses Mabida Stadium this uh, past Saturday. Ugly scenes indeed and uh, something that uh, all footballing people should be ashamed of. The PSL chairman, Dr. Evan Koza, addressed uh, members of the media, well, addressed the nation through the media today. I was there and I just want to give you a quick uh, uh, looking into what he had to say before we get into our interviews. We're going to speak to the police shortly. We're going to speak to Moses Mabida, um general manager. We're also going to speak to one of the companies that provided security for this game to find out how many personnel they had there and, and, and if they were properly trained. But let's hear from Dr. Koza. The league uh, is shocked, extremely concerned about the acts of serious violence and criminality that occurred after the final whistle, the Netbank Cup final between Kaza Chiefs Football Club and Free State Stars Football Club at Moses Mabida Stadium on Saturday night. It is a gentleman from the outset, I want to make it loud and clear that there is no place, no justification for violence in football or in our society, no place. The damage that these senseless acts of violence cause take more than a generation to correct. These acts are not coincidental. They are deliberate, premeditated, and orchestrated by people whose aim is criminality, the infringement of the majority, who are peace-loving and law-abiding. We have called this media conference to publicly apologize the nation and bring all the stakeholders up to date on the status of the events following the violence in and around Mozambique Stadium on Saturday. We apologize to NetBank, the tournament sponsor, and all the sponsors associated with the clubs and the league. We apologize to all those that were injured. We apologize to the broadcasters, SAP. BC and Supersport and attack of the media and damage of equipment and acceptable criminal acts that should never be tolerated. It is therefore important in our addressing of these events of violent incidences that we take into consideration the motive and irreparable harm that these criminals seek to inflict on our football and society. The league also raised certain shortfalls regarding the consistent practical implementation of SASRIA by certain components of the SAPS. And I do not generalize here as I recognize that there are pockets of excellence within the state security major event security environment and local professional football matches. Among others, the following matters which may have relevance regarding the shocking and disturbing events on Saturday were raised by the league with the minister. One, failure by the authorized member and invoke commander of SAPS to deploy adequate policing, deployment of state security service officials, commiserate with the mesh Face it is related events as contemplated by section 24 of South Korea. Lack of budget, resources, and payments of overtime are often given as reasons why such officials and travel systems are not available. Two, in this regard, it must be noted that the SAPS has a legislated responsibility in terms of both section 205 of our constitution in South Korea to provide adequate policing for medium and high risk football matches in the form even regard to the subs categorized risk for that match of necessary security measures and deployment. This is why subs officials chair event safety and security planning committee, avoid commanders, and in terms of Sasuya, retain ultimate authority and do direct measures relating to safety and security at professional matches. By far, the majority of the tens of millions of football supporters attend football matches are peaceful, law-abiding, and fun-loving citizens. It is the league's view that the criminal element which hides among these supporters, a relatively small number, must be identified, arrested, and prosecuted to the full extent of the law by the authorities. Spectator exclusions notices must be issued by the police in terms of the Sasria Act. If we want to really deal with this problem, a strong message must be sent out that such criminal behavior which puts the lives and property of law-abiding members of the public at risk, the authorities and the leagues and its member clubs' utmost commitment to assist where possible. The authorities with the identification of this criminal element which is smashing our country's name and bringing the beautiful game of football into disrepute. It cannot be allowed to continue.
What the league is prepared to state now is that it has the following is identification of a disturbing recent and increasing trend of serious acts of criminality and public violence by criminal elements at higher attendance local professional football matches, particularly involving teams with large supporter bases, recently taken a number of official steps. The first of these steps, as part of the league's commitment to improving public safety at local professional football matches, was to embark on a public safety and security enhancement project. This project is aimed at assisting and empowering member clubs and the league, particularly those officials responsible for safety and security in a practical manner in connection with their legislative responsibilities to secure the general public who attend their home fixtures at their chosen home revenues. To this end, they recently appointed our country's leading private sector major risk and compliance legislation advisor to professionally assist the imagery on television and in newspapers is not good for our nation, both domestically and abroad. The recruitment for participation by society on social media in a manner that seeks to justify violence is dangerous. If you do not stop this rising tide of destruction, it will destroy the fiber of our nation. It is particularly important that the perpetrators of this violence are not seen to be getting away with the criminality they inflict the majority that is peace loving and not abiding. Condemnation by ways alone is not enough. Call Tabiso now. 0891-104-207. Leading sports stories of the day. And let's get into it now. We do have on the line Brigadier Jay Naker speaking on behalf of the police just to get an update from the police on the arrest or, or ar- arrest or arrests that have been made. Uh, there have been some conflicting reports from yesterday. Brigadier, good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM. We appreciate your time. Good evening, sir. Brigadier, just an update. Firstly, how many arrests have been made and who appeared in court today? Well, (coughs) two suspects were arrested. However, one was released and couldn't be linked. Uh, The second suspect was charged and he appeared in court today. He has been remanded into police custody pending further investigation. Mm, And what has this one suspect been charged (coughs) with? Uh, He's charged with public violence, uh, pitch invasion, um, malicious damage to property. Was he arrested at the stadium? That's correct. Mm. And and besides this one suspect, I would assume more investigation. Another an investigation is underway at the moment. Who's leading it? Okay, absolutely. Um, the provincial commissioner has appointed a very high-level team under the leadership of the major general from his office to investigate what unfolded during the match at the Moses Mabila Stadium. Mm. Uh, at this stage, the team will be looking through the hours of uh, footage from various cameras around the stadium, uh, from uh, the various media houses also, uh, to identify the perpetrators and ensure that perpetrators are brought to book. Mm. And those who have information and are listening, Brigadier Jay Naika, and might know some of the perpetrators, how do they get in touch? Yes, absolutely. We're appealing for assistance from members of the public. Uh, we know that uh, they were people from various parts of the country, various other provinces that were attending the match. So uh, we're appealing to uh, countrywide for countrywide assistance. Anyone who may know or can identify any of the perpetrators, we're appealing them to them to please contact our Crime Stop number on 0800 Okay, loud and Correct. clear. Now, Brigadier, also let's just get an update from the um, an update of how many people were taken to hospital. I meant to start with that. And have they have they all been released? Are there still people in hospital? 
Well, no, we don't have a full update in terms of that. Uh, as I say, uh, most people were treated and discharged from hospital. Mm. Uh, I can't give you a full update on every injury at this stage. Mm. But you can confirm, like the PSL chairman said earlier on, that the other video that went viral where people were saying it's a female guard, um, it's not a female security guard, but it is a man and he's out of hospital. Yes, that's correct. We can confirm it was a male guard and he's out of hospital also. He was treated and discharged. Uh, there was, and also there was rumors circulating that uh, somebody died. Yes. Was, uh, nobody who died uh, during uh, the violence that occurred on Saturday night. Mm. Now, Brigadier Jay Naka was at the press conference today addressed by the PSL chairman, Dr. Evan Koza. He lashed out at the SAPS, hitting, hinting that some police members did not do their job properly. What do you make of this statement and what have your initial investigations found? Well, absolutely. Uh, we, we've, we've taken heed of the comments. Um, however, we, we at this stage not commenting uh, on the early stage of an investigation. We, we did receive a plan from the police station that was uh, uh, policing the Moses Mabida precinct. Uh, the plan was informed by uh, the, the threat analysis and the risk categorization. Well, uh, this team that has been appointed by the acting provincial commissioner will be probing if the deployment of the SEPs uh, and uh, private security as well as other security agencies were in place according to the plan and whether those that were deployed to provide security at the event reacted as we would have expected them to and whether they were in a position to prevent the hooliganism and criminality that unfolded. Mm, the chairman also revealed today that the lieutenant colonel that was supposed to overlook the whole safety and security planning did not attend the pre-planning meetings. Can you confirm this, Brigadier? He only showed up or she only showed up on match day. Like I said, you know, the team has just been appointed today. They were sitting down. They will be probing all of these allegations. And uh, when, it's, uh, when it's an appropriate time, we will make a statement. But did you have a representative at the pre-planning meetings, Brigadier? Look, as I said, I'm not part of the investigation team, but I can confirm the investigation team will be investigating all of these allegations uh, that have been leveled. And to see that those appointed to do, uh, uh, we were appointed with certain responsibilities to do what was expected of it. Mm. So you can't confirm nor deny the statements by the chairman of the PSL? No, at this stage, we would not be making uh, yeah, any uh, wild allegations at this stage without investigating. Mm. Are you saying those statements are wild by the PSL at this stage of the I investigation? We making any wild allegations without investigation. So we will make an appropriate state, uh, statement once the investigation has been concluded. Mm. And and just to educate us here, Brigadier Jay Naka, what exactly is your role as the police in a match like this? When do you start getting involved and what is it that you do? Well, we're always contacted by the event organizers uh, as soon as they become aware of the event. Uh, we form part of the team that, that's uh, sitting with various policing agencies, uh, the metros, um, a lot of different role players that are involved and we sit on the planning. Uh, like I said, there's uh, the the event is normally categorized, and there's a risk, a risk assessment done. And in terms of uh, that risk assessment, it would inform us in terms of the numbers of SAPS members that will be deployed, and uh, the number of uh, private security uh, people that will be deployed, as well as other policing agencies. How many SAPS members were deployed for this one? Like I said, we don't we don't give out uh, the deployment figures for for per security reasons. Oh, but I think this is more serious than that now, Brigadier. I mean, there was violence scenes. No, people were in really. hospital. We will, we will not be departing from As for operational reasons, we will not be giving up security figures. Mm, we were also informed by the chairman that there was recruitment on social media. People, this violence was premeditated. Were you aware of that? Did you receive that kind of information? 
like I said, uh, at this stage, we will not be commenting prior to any investigation being done. When the investigation is concluded, we will make a statement. I'm talking about before the match now, Brigadier Jainaka. Did you receive any information? The investigation will be encompassing. We'll look at everything, whether the team that was in place did what was expected of them. And we will make a statement. I just want to know if they received. I just want to know if they received any information that there was a recruitment here that this was premed. For, for clarity, the, invest, the team has been appointed to con- do an investigation. Once the investigation is done, we will then make an, a, a statement. We will be not making statements prior to the investigation. Okay, Brigadier Jainaika, thank you for your time. Okay, that's it. Let's move on now. We want to speak to our SABC uh, reporter there who was also at the at the court, the Mlondi Khadebe, uh, just to find out how much he can, Mlondi can tell us about the suspect that appeared today and what the family is saying, because the family, I'm told, is saying uh, different things to, 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 to what we've been told or what we understand has happened. Mlondi, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Hey, good evening. Mlondi, firstly, I mean, what more can you tell us about the man that was arrested? We know that he was arrested at the stadium, but who is he? Where is he from? What else can you tell us? Uh, basically, the man is from Devon. Uh, he was arrested on Sunday after that uh, chaos at the Moses Mapita Stadium. But the family is not happy that he was the only person that was arrested. And the other thing that they say is that uh, he is not a chief fan. He was just a... It's basically, he's a, he's a all other pirate fan who was at the stadium on the day. And they're alleging that he was running away from the crowd that uh, started the chaos in the stadium. So he ran through the pitch. So that is why he was also arrested for invasion in the pitch. Mm. How, uh, then how important, or what do you think the family is trying to get out there when they are highlighting that this was not a Chiefs fan but a pirate supporter? Basically, I think it's because uh, of the, the issue that we all know about in relation to the chief supporters being not happy about the coach and being not happy about the team that their team is losing now in the game. So that is why they are, they are, they are also mentioning that he was not a chief uh, supporter, he's mm. a pirate supporter who was just at the stadium to attend, uh, basically to, 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 to see the game. Mm. And they're saying because he was a pirate supporter, he would have no reason to get angry because his team wasn't playing. Yes, they're saying that he wasn't, he, he, there was no reason for him to be part of uh, maybe of that chaos because mm. he was uh, there to just watch the game, not uh, being emotionally mm. part of the, of the team that was losing. Mm. And, and uh, how's the mood in Deben today? I mean, how was it outside court? Did this man have support? How was it there? No, uh, they did not, uh, basically he did not have a support outside court. It was just uh, his family members who attended the court and they were not happy about the proceedings also that he was not even given a bail but uh, because the case, they, 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 the state wanted to to verify his address and uh, the profile so that on Wednesday they will be maybe able to start the bail hearing. Mm-hmm. And and finally, Mlondi um, Khatebe, there's a game again tomorrow, Chiefs back in Deben. Well, they're still in Deben. They're playing Golden Arrows. What's the what's what are you getting from the from the fans there? Are there any signs that something c- can happen tomorrow? Are people calmer now in Deben? No, basically they they, they, they are not uh, talking much about the tomorrow game because I think they are they are, the, the thing that they they all fighted for it was compelled to resign. So I think now everything is going back to normal, and also the stadium. They are cleaning the stadium at Mosma Peter because tomorrow they are not playing at Mosma Peter. Mm. They're playing at the Princess Magogo Stadium. 
Yes. So at the moment, no signs that there could be more violence tomorrow. No, no, there, there, there are no signs. We don't know then when, when things, basically when they were at the stadium, what will happen. But there are no signs as yet to any violence. Okay, Mlondi, thank you very much for giving us an update from your side. I'm sure we'll be in touch with you uh, during the week just to find out how this uh, case is going. Thank you very much for attending and, and, and giving us the information. Okay, thanks. Sport on on SAFM. Welcome back. And I just want to read some of the tweets here after the interview with Brigadier Jay Naika uh, saying that uh, Mokets is saying that he's pulling a Jacques Robler with public information. Uh, he's not giving us all the information that we want. Uh, also, Murolong saying, you see, that's the problem right there. Police officer is now cagey with information. Lisiba saying, for operational uh, reasons, not giving out the number. Come on, Brigadier. Please answer the question. The match is already done. Operation reasons for what? We move on. Uh, our conversation now. And we're going to speak to the security company, one of the security companies that provided security personnel for this match at the Moses Mabida Stadium in Deben. And just to get to understand, I mean, what their role was and if they uh, and what do they make of what happened there. And we joined on the line by Mr. James Lamini. Mr. Lamini, um, is it Amini Security? Good evening and thank you for joining us on SAFM. Uh, good evening, sir, and good evening to your listeners. Thank you for the opportunity. Did I say it right? Say, is it Amene Security that you are in charge of, your company? Yes, it's Aneme. Aneme. Aneme Holding Trading as Aneme Security. Okay, Mr. Lamine, firstly, we just want to just get clarity from your side. Were you at the stadium uh, during the game? Uh, I was not in the, uh, in the game. I was in the, sorry, I was in the stadium during the game, yes. Mm, and and from what you saw, I mean, what can you tell us about what happened from your side as the sec- as as, a, as someone who provided security? No, obviously on the security side, the only thing maybe which I can highlight is that there were about three companies which were employed on the gate, private security companies that were deployed to mm. to look after this game, which is a normal trend for. Moses Peter Stadium. It was an MS security with uh, 375 personnel, and they were in India security, which have 85 personnel, and Vucifiz uh, security, which is an internal uh, security company that got uh, Moses Peter on daily basis. Mm. So in total, uh, we had around uh, 550. Mm. 60 security personnel uh, to look after the match, which is norm for the match of uh, uh, Kaiser Chiefs, Orlando Pirates, and Santan's Caliper. Mm. Those are the numbers that normally look after the security personnel on the day of the match. Mm. And and what exactly then does your security personnel do? Uh, because I want to differentiate between security personnel and steward. What exactly are they supposed to do, your 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 personnel? No, let me start by saying Moses Map uh, the big stadium, the World Cup stadiums, they, they the, the security personnel on the day of the match they first there is a place called Mackenback where you, you 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 take everything from supporters if they were eating maybe drinks and so on, you allow them to eat and then put them on those bags which are provided by the stadium so that they don't go inside with them. Then they go to ten styles. Ten styles is where uh, the second searching is, is done. 
with the ticket, proper ticket to go inside the stadium. Then in the stadium, we have also security officers where uh, the, the, the supporters will be sitting. Then obviously the ones that are, in, are, are actually in the pitch, they do normally see them sitting down and uh, watching the fans so that they can control them not to go in the field of play, but keep them uh, where they're supposed to be. Mm. And so that is our job as uh, security officers. Obviously, mm. jobs start very early, where the briefing of the security are done, and that the deployment is done. And uh, in this case, everything went all in order. Obviously, uh, only the problem started uh, before the end of the first half and uh, at the end of the of the match. Obviously, with the other team not winning the match. Well, we have we are getting reports that the uh, the trouble started as early as the tenth minute. Even Steve Compella said as early as the seventeenth minute the trouble was starting in the stands. Did you not see that? Yes, it happened early, but the the good thing is that at that time, even though the supporters themselves were coming each other, because we all know that the goal came so early. I think it was around ninety seconds. The game started, and uh, but the supporters and the uh, Security officers, they were able to calm the situation down. Mm. They were uh, among the friends. Mm. But it was not affecting the the game or the technical benches of the time. So I'm talking about technical benches, obviously. Mm. I'm talking about the bench of Kaiser Chiefs and the bench of uh, Fristy Stars in this case. Mm. And and these security officials that you employ, Mr. Jamini, uh, uh, do they all have experience? Have they all worked in this kind of matches before, all 370-odd of them? Yes, we we have a database of all security officers which we use. You know. uh, let me talk on my on behalf of our company. Mm. Uh, we have already uh, handled matches of this caliber. It must be better. If uh, it's around eight or nine matches, one was the final against uh, Orlando Pirates and Supersport. Mm. Uh, the uh, another final for Vets and uh, uh, Captain City, if I remember correctly, Kaiser Chiefs Baroka, uh, Kaiser Chiefs Stellenbosch, Kaiser Chiefs Frisester. Uh, there is a lot of them. Mm. So was handled these these matches, and there were not there were no major issues which were around. But obviously, in security matters, there will always be little issues like uh, uh, supporters who are maybe overly drunk. Those few who try to fight, but not uh, the situation, obviously, like uh, it happened Saturday. Mm. Are they all trained, Mr. Jamini? Yes, they are still accredited. Before you, you 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 employ them, they come with their certificate, which are which are, are still valid, mm. and uh, they have experience. And there is people that have have done this job uh, for, for for quite some time. Mm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm safe to say that us as companies we are not allowed, obviously, to employ people who are not trained, mm. because that their certificate may be taken away or be fined a, a lot, a, an amount of money which come as far as one million rand. So we make sure on that side that mm. we employ proper people. Would you be able to provide us with proof that they've undergone training? Uh, obviously, what, what what happens? We we provide the SIRA certificates, which are provided by 
our 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 body, which is the one that entitles anyone to work as a, as a security company. For example, myself, I'm a security officer. I've got a, and uh, the company obviously is accredited and mm. uh, he is on, so he's in business. People let the employees also they have serial certificates like anyone else. Mm. So those issues are, are in file. So we are free to to get all those. There's no problem. Okay, great. No, we will we will follow that up now, Mr. Lamini, with your experience in this field, why does it seem so easy for fans to breach the security systems that were in place? I mean, for those guys on the pitch, your security officials, what what was their role? If you look at the at the match, uh, security when 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 the situation happened, security were in their places and even brought in. All the security cards, most of security cards were in the gates because at that time they were not needed there and those were in Mecklenburg to come and help into the pitch. Obviously, everyone that was involved in preparation of the match, we knew that if uh, maybe Kaiser Chiefs does not win, there, there will be problems. Mm. We all know the history uh, of, of supporters and their coach and the police were alerted even before the pre-match meetings, which obviously was attended by the mm. SAPS, all stakeholders involved, including PSL and ourselves. So we we knew that if they don't win, there are chances of of uh, of uh, supporters uh, trying to 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 maybe throw the message, but no one anticipated uh, obviously that the whole lot will come into the stadium. Because if you look at it, more than three thousand people will come into the stadium. How many so did you anticipate would get onto the pitch? I think it's more than 3,000 that came to the But how many did you anticipate, as you said, you anticipated? Come again. You're saying you didn't anticipate that more than 3,000 would get on the pitch? We anticipated some supporters, a few supporters that would normally want to go to the pitch and maybe try to to fight with the coach and so on. So everyone was in place for that. But no one was, uh, because if you look at it, when it started to happen and the, the security were trying to to come down so that they, they make, a, a, I would say, a shield to the both technical, uh, technical benches so that they can go safely to the channel. But in this case, they just came, all of them, and they come, they came, supporters came in all, all directions, which was a little bit difficult, but I'm happy to say that uh, the security did a, a very good job on the day. The fact that there was no... No, no, Mr. Zam- no Mr. Zamini, how would they have done a good job when people were brutally attacked on the pitch like that? If you can allow me to finish, if you can allow me to finish, because so that I can be, you can be able also to... Okay, I just want to understand which part you are happy with of what happened on Saturday night. No, I'm saying, I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy the fact that if you look at, uh, there is no person that was harmed from Kaiser Chiefs, uh, bench and players, and there's no one harmed from uh, uh, sisters as well as their technical benches, which was obviously the priority to make sure that they are safe, but we regret the fact that some supporters and security guards were working for us were critically injured because they were putting their bodies on the line to make sure that the teams were safe.
So are you saying the only people you protect at the stadium are the benches and the and the play, and the clubs and the players? No, I'm saying at, no, I'm saying at that particular time, at that particular time before the end of the match, you have to protect the bench and you have to protect the, the both benches so that they go. Because normally in any game, those people must make sure referees, include the referees to make sure that they go uh, safely. Because supporters will never. It was for the first time when supporters. They, they 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 destroy cameras. They want to even to destroy uh, people that are working for TV. Uh, the commentators, everyone was there. It was for the first time. So most of the time, we look after the referee to make sure that they are in the uh, the technical benches. Obviously, both both teams, but no one was in that day. Mm, so who looks after me when I go to the game with my seven-year-old son? Who protects me? Who's supposed to? First of all, if we look at, at football, it's not about the protection. We are there to hide people where they need to sit to make sure that no one destroys anyone. But we must make sure the people in South Africa football level. We don't have to protect anyone. It's a question of to make sure that we are going to to football, to enjoy football and to accept the result. Because it seems as if now, People, if there is one team that does not win, have the right to kill or to injure each other. That's not the way we should be looking at it. We must look at the fact that uh, security is there to guide, to make sure that it protects everyone if there is a problem coming in. But for people, it's like now we are saying, People, they have a right to go to the stadium and fight and kill. No, we're not saying that. In a normal world, what you're saying... Is understandable. Sorry to come in. That's why that's the way I interpret. It's like if you go to the stadium, you must be protected. If somebody will come and destroy you, the game of football or any sport is not like that. It's for people to go there and enjoy. But obviously, we are are always ready for any other things. If there are people trying to destroy the happiness for people there, we are there to protect them. We do that all the time. Okay, but but it looks like you completely misjudged this situation. You knew that there would be violence. You didn't expect 3,000 people to be on the pitch, which is a, a complete misjudgment from your side. Do you agree? No, I don't agree. On what basis? No, I don't agree. Remember, security companies are not allowed to carry any weapons. No, I'm not talking about weapons. Uh, you, you, you said you didn't expect so many people to get on the pitch. Did you misjudge that, knowing before the game that no, there, we there were threats of we violence? No, that. We were ready for it, but there were a lot of people, more than, say, more than the personnel which were there. Because the, the personnel which were deployed in Moses Mabrita Stadium are in line with the, with, with the Sasrita Act. So we're not left were enough to make sure that we look after the uh, or we look after the stadium for people to look at the game and enjoy and be safe. Mm. That was correct. So the stadium, the PSL, everyone were, were on toes. But mm. what happened on the day? I'm trying to say what happened on the day. No one expected that all supporters would go at the same time to the pitch and try and destroy everyone. That's that, that's all they can say.
Okay, Mr. Uh, James Lamini from My Name is Secu- Securities. We appreciate you coming on air and just to giving us clarity and an understanding of how the security personnel works because there have been lots of reports and uh, there have been a lot of people saying security personnel are not trained properly and uh, they just get picked up off the street. You've explained from your side and we appreciate your time, sir. Thank you very much and thank you for the opportunity. Renowned actress, stand-up comedian and television director Kree Govinda has dominated the entertainment industry for over a decade. With five safters under her belt, she has been behind the scenes for titles such as Isidengo, The Wild and Skim Sum. Now we see the Maverick in action as she directs Tandeka's Diary. Catch the Mavericks this Monday. The stage is yours. And South Africa is showing signs of optimism and growth, so there's no better time than now to invest. How? By growing your business and creating more jobs with Wholeview Business Banking. NetBank gets a bird's eye view and deep understanding of your business and its needs. By partnering with NetBank, you'll get the best in class advice from a dedicated team of experts who will look at how to grow your business. Send an email to business at netbank.co.za or call 0860-555-333 to take your business to the next level. NetBank is an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. T's and C's apply. See money differently with NetBank. Call Tabiso now. 0891-104-207. Leading sports stories of the day. As we continue trying to get all sides of the story, we have on the line the general manager of the Moses Mabida Stadium, Mr. Vusi Mazubuko. Mr. Vusi, good, good evening and thank you for, for being able to join us. I can imagine must be shocked and disappointed by the events of Saturday night. What's the reaction from the Moses Mabida Stadium? We were utterly shocked uh, by the behavior of uh, some of the spectators that came to to witness the match. The way we have characterized this behavior uh, as a stadium management is a criminality. It's it's, it's, uh, hooliganism uh, at its best. We don't think that uh, any football-loving uh, uh, <clears throat> supporter of the beautiful game can behave in a manner in which uh, some spectators behaved on, on, on Saturday. Mm. Uh, we un- understanding the ethos of sport and understanding that sport is about winning and losing. And when you lose a game, I mean, if you, if you look back, Kaiser Chiefs has not been winning all games this season to a point that in, any Kaiser Chiefs supporter should have expected that the team can win and the team can lose and within the uh, ethos of sport accept the result and be disappointed and go home. Mm. Mm. In your pre-planning meetings, Mr. Mazubugo, do you have any indications or insight that there would be violence? would have been foolish of us not to anticipate that um, there was going to be a possibility uh, for any kind of reaction after the match in the event Kaiser Chiefs did not win the match. Uh, we knew that um, uh, if they were to lose the match, there was going to be a reaction. We took the reference from the two weeks ago when they played at FNB Stadium, uh, losing to Chipper. And um, the calls that have been uh, made during the week leading to, to the match, and also having assessed the fact that uh, uh Cup was the only cup possible for Kyle Chiefs mm. uh, after the, the three seasons. And anyone who's part of the stakeholders that were planning for the game was aware that there was that possibility. Mm-hmm. But the second possibility that we're aware of was the fact that the stadium was going to be packed. 
mm. based on the information that we know, that the teams that Tyler Chiefs have, have played at Mosma Pisa Stadium compared to where, where they have played elsewhere, we have averaged around 25,000 spectators. So in our own uh, projections, we projected that uh, we would uh, have at least 30,000 people or so, and we're correct in our projections because the spectators were around 27,000 that attended the match on the day. Mm. Therefore, the planning was informed by these realities uh, in terms of the uh, the reference that I've, I've, I've referred to, as well as any other stakeholder had uh, shared the same information and shared the same sentiments in as far as the possibilities that were there. Mm. So what what are the numbers that you had of security personnel in total, uh, obviously taking into account that there were close to 30,000 people at the stadium? The issues of security deployment, as the chairman of the PSL alluded uh, this, uh, this afternoon, are issues uh, that have to do with uh, the, uh, the, the VOC commander. Mm. All that we have to do as the stadium is then to ensure, in terms of the act, mm. that the uh, stadium is structurally sound, uh, that uh, the um, turnstiles to allow people, even if they come late at the stadium, which normally happens, all our turnstiles are functioning, all, all the infrastructure-related uh, uh, services uh, that are required for the match of magnitude are functional. Mm. So that is in the main our responsibility, including egress as people leave the stadium to ensure that there are no safety uh, hazards uh, that they, where they can trip and so forth, and also to ensure that uh, we prepare Megan bags for, uh, for security personnel to ensure that they uh, search those that come through the Megan bag. So that is in the main the responsibility of the of the stadium. Mm. Obviously, each stakeholder has its own responsibilities. The police have the responsibility pre the event mm. to ensure that the preparations uh, in terms of the information that they have received, the the, re, the categorization that has happened, the risk assessment the crime intelligence and all that information uh, is part of the planning mm. to ensure that there is, a, there is a safe event delivered as per the act. So mm. those are the roles. In respect to what numbers and so forth, obviously what we provide to, to the stakeholders is to say what numbers are expected. There are protocols required in terms of the ratio. If you're expecting 30,000 people, there are protocols around how many security uh, personnel will be required. Mm. But that will also be informed by the risk assessment, not just only those protocols. Because some games you may go for a minimum number, some games based on the risk assessment done by the police, mm. you may then have to beef up your security uh, uh, personnel in terms mm. of deployment. Mm. I was at the press conference this morning addressed by the chairman. He, you could tell that he was not satisfied with the work of the SA police and that they did not do their job properly. From your side, do you agree with these sentiments? I, I think for me, I, I take a view that says that uh, the police need to also be given an opportunity to provide uh, their own information in terms of their own preparation and take the, uh, the, the country into confidence around issues of preparations in order to deal with some of the issues that were raised by the chairman. Great stuff. Mr. Mazubuka, thank you very much for finding time to speak to us. I know you've been very busy over the past 48 hours and we'll call you later again just to assess I the damage. Know what I, in my morning, yeah. I, I can imagine. <laughs> so, and I want to call you later in the week just to assess the damage so that people can understand, I mean, this hooliganism, what it leads to. Because people were burning chairs. There were four fires breaking out there. It is totally Definitely. unacceptable. And I want you to put it into perspective later in the week. But thank you for your time, sir.
No, will because uh, we we have said that uh, by tomorrow, uh, mm. um, end of business. Mm. We've already done the assessment. We are doing the uh, uh, quantification of the uh, uh, of, of the damage, and uh, we will by end of business tomorrow and the latest on Wednesday morning mm. have uh, figures around the cost associated with the damage uh, uh, suffered. Okay, thank you very much, there, Mr. Vusimazibugo, General Manager of the Moses Mabida Stadium. Let's go to the lines, Roxina in Midrand. Roxina, okay, new Roxina. Remember, I feel vindicated. I'm glad Mr. Glamini has just proven to us how weak the security is. First thing first, according to him, the security did well at Moses Mabida. Mm. The second thing, all what security cares about is the bench, the coach, and the players. So to us supporters, it doesn't matter. And it's true to that because to this day, Little things like people still smoking dark at the stadium mm. and all that. Those things are not taken care of. Security are watching soccer during the game. So for him to come into the radio and say security did well, it just shows how little our security are doing in our football. Recently, I went to Sundown's Pirates game when, when Pirates win in training. Mm. We went there early in the morning, actually early before the game. You know, it, it only took the screaming of the supporters the securities moved away, then we were let in. You understand? So mm. it just shows what kind of securities we have in PSL. Thank you, member. And, and that's the sentiment that's going around here on social media after that interview. Let's go to Kifilwe in Jobek. Kifilwe, good evening. Thank you for joining us. Hi. Hi, good day. Good evening, sir. I think for me, I'm not a soccer watcher, but I was watching the match. Mm. You know, firstly, those people, for Kaiser Chiefs, I need to say to them, those people were either paid... I think it was sabotage or mm. a conspiracy to 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 defame Kaiser Chiefs. That's number one. Number two, I could identify the fat man who was wearing a Kaiser Chiefs T-shirt. Ah. But even the other people that came, mm. I, I mean, there was no reason for Kaiser Chiefs people mm. to go and destroy SABC. Uh, mm, the cameras. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Even Mr. Lamini, I mean, he's very poor. So I think the whole thing was orchestrated. I think Chiefs must remain very clear that it's not their fans who started that fight. It's hooligans who were paid. God knows who paid them. But mm. it's not Kaiser Chiefs. It's not Kaiser Chiefs fans. Mm. And Mr. Lamini is very poor. He must be fired. Because he's looking after, like this man says, so the security of the people is not important. It's not. Why must the SAPS come and, and look after benchmakers and trainers and whatever? What about the public that goes and supports? And pays. And so, pays. And pays. And mm. the other thing is that soccer makes so much money out of sponsors. So they must make sure that the, the people who come and pay are taking care of, of their security. Clamino mm. says they don't care about those people. So I think Saturday's thing has boomeranged on the people who orchestrated it. And that's why we need to get the answers. Thank you, Kifilia, in a job. And the chairman did say earlier on that there are syndicates here, there are people that plan this thing. It's premeditated. It was on social media that they're going to show the Jobek fans uh, how they do it in Durban, and that's why this violence was there. But if the intelligence was there, if the intelligence was there before the game, why did it get to this stage? Uh, Governor and KZN, thank you for holding. Please go ahead. Sorry, I think, uh, you know, all the comments that were made thus far mm. alludes to one particular fact. Mm. 
Mm. The behavior, whether it was Kaiser Chiefs or any other individual, mm. is this warranted? Not at all. You don't have to be in defense of anybody. Not you at have all. to come down playing saving flesh. Mm. Was it warranted? Mm. Not at do all. We have a right to, do we have a right to behave like barbarians? Mm. Uh, mm. And we discussed this we last week, right. last Monday on Hello? our show. We actually, yes, we actually discussed this last Monday on our show where we invited the Chiefs fans to find out after the Chipper game what leads to this kind of behavior. It is totally not not acceptable. And um, Unfortunately, and, it is a behavior that, that has been encompassed around uh, Kaiser Chiefs for a very, very long time. Mm. It has been something that has been encompassing Kaiser Chiefs for a very, very long time. And people have seen it coming from six weeks ago. Mm. So we've seen it have even even spilled 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 into the field this mm. weekend. Okay, thank you, Mr. Thank you, Mr. Governor. There we have to move on. And as we wrap up, just some tweets here. Uh, somebody is saying that uh, guards aren't adequately trained. We've seen this time and time again. And Kahiso says there were not enough security guards. Judging by the interviews that you did, it was clearly not enough, and it's not acceptable. And that's it. That's our time right here on Sport On. I think this conversation will continue long in the week. And I know that also coming up next, Ashraf Gada on the viewpoint will also touch on the violence that we've been uh, experiencing here in the country. Uh, so do join us again later on in the week. Tomorrow we back 7 to 8 on Sport On. Thank you to Luyolo. Thank you to Zelma behind the scenes there. Brad Brown will have more sport in the morning on Sunrise with Stephen Hrotes. My name is Atabiso Mosia for SAFM Sport.